Brisbane's better when you're listening to Stab Abby and Matt. Visit Brisbane City Council's website to find out how council is making Brisbane better too. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, podcasters. Hey, we have a special guest. Uh, Stab is off uh, on TV at the moment, so yep. we have our producer Ash joining us. Hello, thanks for inviting me in. Mm. What's your favourite part about our show? Um, at nine ends. o'clock. <laughs> I love just hanging out with you guys because you make me laugh so much. Aww. When we go on holidays, I actually miss you. Like, I think, oh God, I can't wait to have a little break from them. But when I <laughs> see like a photo or something pop up, I'm like, oh, Maddie. Where oh, her children? Abby. I've like, actually got tears uh, in my eyes. Isn't that nice? That no, was really beautiful. Actually... You're like a real like mum. And I don't mean, I know that you're younger than Aww. us. But you know when you kind of go, it's that thing, isn't it? Where you're like, gee, they annoy me sometimes. And God, they can be Shit. Yeah, they're my shits. It's just because we all we all care and we all want to we all want to make joy spread around. And yeah. how many years have you been here for now? Oh, not even that long. I think no, it's, actually it's coming. It would go to two. Tell yeah. us in how long it, you've actually been here and how long it, it feels. feels like. <laughs> it feels like it feels a lot longer, four, doesn't it? But I think it's been almost two. It will be two in June. Yeah, two in uh, August or September. Yeah. Oh, a bit really? Yeah. Remember, so people you wouldn't know this, but so when Ash started with us, she was coming from New South Wales, and it was in when COVID was obviously still a bloody thing. Poor Ash had to two weeks isolate in a hotel. Yeah. And then we had an awkward breakfast where we met her for the first time via Skype. We didn't want to do that either, by the way. Yeah, I. You could tell that, didn't you? It was just weird. They were like, "Do you want breakfast with Ash?" On a Friday. We would love to, but isn't she in isolation? They're like, "Yeah, but we'll get." Delivered to her the same food and you guys get delivered yeah. and then you can eat together on a screen. So it was actually good because I got decent food. So I'd been eating the hotel quarantine, yeah, like crappy food. little microwave yeah. meal things. And then um, I got some avo toast and a juice and all this good stuff. Um, and you guys gave me a B105 jumper and a plant, which is still alive. Oh, that's good. <gasps> Um, I, I yeah. don't know if I could do it now. I know that sounds a bit weird. The quarantine. Yeah, like I was always thinking, oh, God, that would be nice just to have yeah. a break. Mm. But even thinking about being in a room the same time for 14 days, is it giving you the heebie-jeebies or it was okay? Yeah, every time I drive past the place where I did quarantine, it gives me like a shiver. Because did you, you didn't have a um, balcony? balcony? I did, but... um. Yeah, I could see, um, actually, I could see the Forex Brewery from my balcony, <laughs> which was cool. I was like, this is very Brisbane. Are you allowed to drink alcohol in there? Um, I brought a couple of bottles in myself. But they, they restrict it. They check your bag and restrict um, you, don't they? No, they didn't at that point. I'm not sure if they did later on. Um, mm. But you could also get like Jimmy Brings or something, but I didn't, couldn't be bothered. I was trying to not spend any money. It was, was there. there was a, a girl that I, I know then her partner could drop off stuff. And he dropped off like chocolates and she was like, thank you. But you didn't think of, cause it was like a surprise quarantine, you know, people, she goes, yeah. you did not think of a hairbrush, change of clothes, <laughs> anything but just chocolates. And to be she fair, was so babe, annoyed about it. I thought I was going to be able to sneak in and we were going to, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you were going to, I mean, you, you want me to, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But it must have been the crate. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. That enough crazy time. Well, I did that for you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. No, you All did it for you. To make you wanted the job. <laughs> <laughs> because of my love. You didn't know us then. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. 
might ruin this because this has been a genius idea on how to work out if your partner is cheating. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's lots of different ways that you can work it out. Maybe ask them. Who knows? But they'll probably deny. Really, I always find they're very truthful after. (laughs) Cheating? Yeah, I have. Sorry. Uh, Uh, You asked. You asked. (laughs) But there is a man that's gone uh, viral of this saying, this is is a working out how you can cheat. And people have gone, actually, that's quite genius. And I was like, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to go, that's bollocks. But it's not bad. Okay. So he has said that this is just a water bottle that you need to buy. It's a water bottle test. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying like a plastic one, but, you know, one of those reusable ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a proper water bottle. Yeah, a proper plastic one or a proper, um, you know, they have a stainless. Frank. Is it Frank Green? Is that what oh people my are God. spending $8,000? Yes, my daughter has to shut up about Frank um, Green. Water bottles. And they're like. <laughs> I've never heard of them. They do not fit in a cup holder. Uh, You've got to go to Bunnings and make a cup holder. Yeah. Okay. Or some stainless yeah. steel one. You I, may as well take your rainwater tank out of your backyard, mm. put a little lanyard on it, mm-hmm. and walk around town with that and go, it's a Frank Grant. Also, how many do you need? Surely one. That's the whole point. You've got one water bottle that you use anyway. We don't how many race. have you bought? We've got about 60 at our house, and they still want more. More! More! Anyway, it's my Okay, issue. so you guys have plenty of water bottles that you could use for this test. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is how he says it goes. Buy a used water bottle from Goodwill that could theoretically belong to anyone. Pretend to discover it in their car. Here's your water bottle. Use this exact phrasing. This only works if they think you think it's theirs. If they have nothing to hide. That's not mine. I don't know whose that is. They'll admit they don't know whose it is because you've made them feel like you trust them. But if they are cheating, they'll go along with you and pretend it's theirs. Clever. That's clever. It's not bad, is it? Yeah. Because it is if you got something to hide and you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that's mine. Mm. If you go, I don't know who that is. Whose is it? must have been another kid. But I guess it could be the same with. Oh, these are know. my underwear. Yeah. And then I'm, look, I'll put them on. I'm wearing, they're comfy. <laughs> comfy. I like, I like the, the lace. lace. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A uh, mother in the UK has sent her 11-year-old daughter away on a sleepover and she's come back and the mother is livid. Livid. She's fuming because her 11-year-old daughter came home from the sleepover with multiple piercings in her ears. She had seven in one and three in the other. She's angry because they're not even? <laughs> she already had her ears pierced, but she didn't have that many. Uh, and they, the, the, she was with a group of teenagers on the sleepover, and they did it to her at the house, that not like a professional. I just reckon that's very UK. I don't know. Like, I'm sure, look, I'm sure it happens here. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think anyone would be willing enough to someone else's ears. I mean, you don't want to... Well, okay, you think of it. So she had five in one side. Mm. Take away the one she already had. So four. She would have got two on the other for the three. That's a that's a lot of ouchie before that's you a... decide, I might stop now. Yeah, yeah that's what you... I meant. Like, it wouldn't just be an extra one. Like, I, I have heard yeah. stories of people go, oh, my mother went and took our daughter to get the ears pierced. Mm. My husband did without, you know, mm. checking with me. Mm. But I don't think you go to then seven. Was it home piercing? Yeah, they did it at home. Yeah. Home piercing's hectic. Mm. You would have done that for sure as a teenager. Yeah, we did belly buttons, home piercing. Oh, the wow. classy ones. <laughs> yeah. That, that would that would hurt more, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not fun. No, I can imagine. What's a, like a knitting needle? We used to, no, no, no. We had a proper piercing needle. Oh. Where'd you get that from? From the piercing shop. You, you well, used you could to just sell them, them or you? 
Well, no, so um, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gabrielle, who's really made something for herself. But back in the day, Gabrielle was a little bit naughty. Uh-huh. And we all got I'm out... sorry, wait, is Gabrielle like a... Um, Code name? Yeah, like oh, a different personality. Oh, right, no, okay, no, right. I no, thought no, you no. might have... Yeah. No, that was her. It's just when I think about this story, mm. I have to think. So we all went and got our pierces. Uh, uh, belly buns done on Hindley Street, which is in Adelaide, which is a bit of a no-go zone, especially at our age. Mm. And we got ours done, but she didn't want to be in trouble with her mum... So she got one of the piercing needles there um, and took that home. And so then she... we did hers at home, oh. which I don't know how it was going to be any different if she got it mm. at the shop. She didn't want to be in trouble from her mum for like getting it professionally pierced. Yeah. <laughs> so she did it at a home, home job. Yeah. Did, did the same with the tattoos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't good. You had to get a cl- like you, we you clamp it, clamp it, clamp it a little bit of fat, and then <laughs> straight yeah. through. But you've got to go above the belly button, which is really quite weird. Because then it drops then down. Through, yeah. There's ones you couldn't do at home, isn't there? Like you couldn't do eyebrow because everyone knows that they always say if you hit the wrong spot in your eyebrow, you get face droop. I don't know if that's true. Is or that, I've I always wondered whether that was real or not. I've mm. heard that. Yeah. That mm. you could hit a nerve or whatever mm. and yeah. lose feeling in that's the That's what I've heard face. too. I don't know if it's true. I haven't seen a lot of slack faced people walking around. So no. I you don't see many eyebrow piercings anymore either, do you? No, that's true. You don't. It used to be a thing for but a bit. But piercing's so cheap now, isn't it? I don't like know. You go to a hairdresser. You got didn't Eden get hers done? Like yeah. They just, so I don't know why if people would be doing it at home. Did you ever get yours done? I had one um, ear piercing at the top of my ear. Mm. Of course you did. Up here. Uh-huh. What, what do you mean, our of course I did? Member. <laughs> What's that? What do you mean, of course? Of course. Did I say that? Yeah. Did you, hang on. Or did you mean it like, of course you did? Yeah. Or did you mean it like, that? Uh, no, it was just the phase you were going through. It was the style of the time. Yeah. Steph says eyebrows piercings are coming back. We ask her because she's the youngest. They're coming yeah. back? They are. They're like really popular on TikTok to get like both your eyebrows done. It's like really funky. Do you like it? I personally wouldn't do it because I don't like needles, but it doesn't look horrific. Like it's a bit like hmm. alternative vintage vibes. That's unusual because back in the day it was only, you only got one. You didn't get them both done. No. You'd hang your glasses off. I them. love the people that have committed the whole way through. Yeah. Like they've got the mullet or the rat's tail yep. and the eyebrow pierce uh-huh. and it's not new. No. It was done in the 80s yeah. and they've kept it the whole time. That's Southern respect. Southern Cross tattoo. That is yeah. respect. Like yeah. remember all those people that were crying in their lattes because they had a man bun before man buns got ruined by everybody else? Yeah. yeah. The original eyebrow piercers back in the day, especially the guys too, always kicked it up a notch by putting a safety pin in it. So they would take out their stud and mm. then they put a safety pin in and wear that as their It's always one jewelry. that's got it infected. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. you're like, Ugh. And, and you know, you used to be like, oh my God, they got their eyebrows pierced. That's so cool. And then you see them like dabbing it with a little cotton wool <laughs> bun. And you're like, actually, do you know what? The maintenance doesn't look as hot. Got any better, D? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going just to drain it. Anyone mind? I'm just going to drain it. Let's ask this question. Surely it's been done. Maybe they're still doing it. Home piercing jobs. Mm. Uh, Nick, we're talking about home piercings. Have you done one, received one? Yes, I have. I've received one. How old were you? What happened? I was about 13 years old. Um, I have two older sisters and they had their friend over and they thought it would be a great idea to pierce my belly button. Oh. I'm, 40, I'm almost 43, so that was a while ago. <laughs> So and they used, did it work? Okay. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Mm. They used a old, like a little, um, like a Stanley knife kind of thing blade. It was oh. just a blade. Yeah. Yeah, a needle, and they numbed it with ice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very painful. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, they were successful. 
and it fell out about a week later. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It just literally came out and just fell out like it was never there. Yeah, your body like rejected it. Yeah. it. Hmm. yeah. So, so the yep. Stanley knife, but, they, they cut like a little slit, did they? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, like they took a piece off. It was like a, oh, I can't explain it. It was just like a little scraper, mm. um, like a little medical thing, but it wasn't medical. I remember not being medical thinking, this isn't right. Was it an apple core? <laughs> no, I wish it would have probably worked quicker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah. It's but amazing what you'll that, do when you're a kid, isn't it? Insane. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. We used to use a compass in class. Yeah. Wasn't that silly? Mm-hmm. We used to, oh, so silly, mm. used to put the initial of the boy, boy that you liked, oh. scrape it into it, and then mm-hmm. you used to wait for it to scab and then try and pick Make the scab, scab off so it would scar. Would scar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is there. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah, good, good, mate. You've done this. Yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, I was a pretty punk gay boy that wanted to to get all the piercings and stuff. So I started when I was 15 by doing my own belly button. And then I evolved from that through the years to doing uh, my uh, double lip piercing, librette, triple ear piercing, oh. piercing halfway up, piercing up the top. Mm. Um, I then I got when I was... Uh, 17 or 18, I got extremely um, risky. Mm-hmm. I did my own eyebrow, and then I gave myself a double tongue piercing. Holy oh. moly, Chris. i got to say, you call quite frequently, and I had a very different a mental image yeah. of what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> <Have> <laughs> you, I mean, really, after that, you just turned pro. But I see, we've done home piercing, but never on ourselves. Like, that would, that would have been hard the first one you did on your belly button? Uh, yeah, it, it was a bit painful, but I have a high pain threshold, and I, mm. I'm I'm a tight ass, so I wasn't willing to pay someone to stab something through me. So I have thick so sewing needles and a rubber thumb cover. Yeah, right. Apart from my tongue one, that was the proper oh, piercing needle. Did you? <laughs> Jinx. Do Do we even need to ask? Are you going to ask if he's done other areas? Is that what you're asking? I mean, he did his tongue, of course he did. Have you done your... No, no. You haven't done any genitalia. (laughs) No, I'm not willing to do that. Hell no. Okay. Great harmonising, by the way, Boo. Yeah, we were in tune there. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Chris, never never, never a chore. Always a joy. Actually, Bray Park, you've done home piercing? (laughs) I did. Uh, 15-year-old me decided it was a good idea to pierce my own librette. What's a librette? What's a librette? Uh, it's uh, kind of like a dimple right between your chin and your lip. Oh, like yeah. Like directly right. underneath your yep, lip. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm showing uh, how, yeah. did that, how did that go? Uh, it was good. I did it with what they call a cow needle, yeah. um, and it was it was pretty good. I kept it in for a few years and wow. took it out when it got a bit old. Were your parents okay, or were they pissed off? Oh, my, my, my mother was livid. Yeah. So I did it because my friend got hers done and yep. my, no way in the world my mother would ever let me get a facial piercing. So I decided to rebel out and do it myself. Is This could also be, this was always a bit of a rumour, I remember. People who got that pierced, because the back of it was in your mouth, it used to click, click on the teeth, teeth and it damaged mm. your teeth or something. Yeah. I, I don't have damaged teeth from it. Mm. Yeah, but you've heard that so too. Right? It, it yeah, used 100%. to irritate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd sit there and I'd flick it with my tongue and whatnot, oh, but... It never never caused any damage to my teeth, as far as I'm aware. Good on you, Ashley. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Now, that's a good morning with this Lani Gomez. And GYG has always been about the love. We're trying each other's goods.
Maddie and I were reading on the week, like we weren't reading on the weekend together, but I think we read the same article and we're yeah. both like, wow, that's quite an achievement. And I think with a lot of businesses doing it tough, I like to hear about those success stories that weren't successful at the start. Mm -hmm. And this is what I loved about uh, the story about GYG. And one of the founders joins us now, Stephen Marks. Morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. Now, Stephen... Oh, my God. Do you, is that you on the ads? Yeah, it's me uh, everywhere. Unfortunately, that's the only talent we have. <laughs> Did you not know that? <laughs> no. He's the original um, Frank Walker. There we, yeah, so he's not going to pay some smuck like you to read the ads, no. is he? He's One of keeping, it, keeping it in the business. <laughs> no, Stephen, we one keep, thing... We, we keep it real at GYG. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, one thing I loved reading about you guys is that you've got stores all over Australia and they're saying that you, you're set to employ even more Australians and open more stores. But the one thing I was really going, wow, that's remarkable, is that you guys weren't successful when you opened the first store and you thought this is not running well, so you opened another. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the sign of a true entrepreneur. So we opened up our first store, Guzmani Gomez, in Newtown in 2006. And, and, and the thing was, it was just so different to what Australians, you know, were used to. Mm. And I think that's why we started. I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up in New York with amazing Mexican food. And when I moved here, there was such a gap in the market, man. The food just wasn't good. Mm. But to do it right, you have to, you know, I brought in Mexican chefs, surrounded myself with the Latin community. And we opened up our first store, as I said, in Newtown. You know, we were the first ones doing, you know, real tortillas, pork shoulders, briskets, bringing in all these chilies. And the fact is people didn't know what it was. So it took a while to educate people what true Mexican was. And, you know, unfortunately it was painful, but, you know, with pain comes progress, thank God. But why did you open another store if it wasn't doing well, the first one? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. The Americans that came in loved it. And I just realized it was going to take some time. And I wanted to show people it was working, even though it wasn't. <laughs> you know, kind of a of a crazy entrepreneur. So we opened up a second store and a third store and all of them weren't doing well. But I think, you know, it's that moment, you know, when you're building something that either you compromise on your culture, your food, or you don't. And that's been the foundation for GYG. We will never ever compromise on quality of our food or our people. And we just worked harder and harder, made sure our product, you know, our burritos got in people's hands. People tried it more. Well, it made you know, it seem popular, I guess, didn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, they're shops. popping up all over yeah. the place. It is true. Yeah. You want to eat at something where you're like, must be good mm -hmm. if they're opening yeah. more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, and, then it and how are you going at the moment? I mean, everyone in the uh, hospitality industry is suffering from supply chain issues and all that sort of stuff. How are you guys coping? We're, we're doing really well. I think one thing we've done well was build ahead of the curve. So John Morrison, who runs our supply chain, is probably best in the country. And we're just so focused on what we do. You know, we've got great relationship with our farmers, you know, with everybody that's involved with GYG. And I think we plan well. And, you know, as the restaurants get busier and busier, man, the, fr the food just gets fresher and fresher. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great outcome. You're always a walking marketing manager. I like it. Stephen, you, there's always rumours that, like, celebrities can go into stores, was it, and, and get, like, a I lifetime... Supply. Yeah, Nando's have a That's black right. card where, like, Ed Sheeran's got one, Examples so got one. Yeah. yeah, you just walk in and flash your card, you get all freebies. Do you no, have there's that? There's a room around that there's a GYG black card, yeah. and I sometimes use that just to upset people, but it actually doesn't exist. Well, if you want to start it with three. Also, while we've got you, Stephen, um, you've been very successful here in Australia. We are looking to launch our very own product very soon. We're in the works of making a brown snake lolly to celebrate the river here in Brisbane. Um, it's never been done before. 
Um, any tips on what we can do to convince Allens to come through and make this product for us? Well, I, I heard that earlier. I mean, I think, I mean, does it taste good and do you live after eating it? Because, you know, with our food, we want you to feel good afterwards. <laughs> right. That'll be key. Mm-hmm. I think death is, shouldn't be on the cards. Mm. Oh, yeah, you'll feel... You feel great. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it'll be we'll like put t- some, we'll put some garana in there. Yes. But how? But how do you make people MSG. want it? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you get that? I mean, I know that you say you know yours is good food, but how do we convince everyone that they need to sort of, I guess, convince Allen's that we need it? I, well, I think you got to have Allen's make sure they got enough supplies so you can trial, mm-hmm. and then I think there's got to be a craveability, right? Is there yeah. anything besides you know the the risk of life or death? Maybe mm-hmm. that's what people crave. Maybe it may be a hit. I got <laughs> it. We'll put cocaine in it. Like the old Coke. Yeah, no mm. bad idea. Yeah. Ups the... Uh, yeah. How expensive is this lolly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and just before we let you go, Stephen, if we get the lolly off the ground, sorry, when we get the lolly off the ground, would you do some sort of in-store promotion Ooh. where there's like the burrito um, or and brown snake brown meal snake deal, something like that? Hmm. If you guys can be successful with your with your brown snake lollies, then we can have a chat. How's that? Okay, yeah. like it. We're in stores, people. <laughs> We've got our very <laughs> first store. Uh, Stephen, thanks so much, mate. Appreciate your time this morning. All right, have an awesome day, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. If anyone gives parenting advice, you've got to take it with a grain of salt unless they have a lot of experience in that field. And this is actually from a former cop who used to do with child abuse, which... God, that would be the hardest job. Ugh, yeah. Hardest job to ever be able to do. I, I actually met a detective who was working in in that um, mm. very heavily um, and in sex crimes. And I said, was that a hard job? And he said it was his favourite section to work in. Mm. They're saying so rewarding because you actually Co- put people away. Yeah, he, said, he said, you do see a lot of horrible stuff and that's hard to deal with. But he said, you know, like knowing that you're saving other children and yeah. protecting people, they're really... Yeah, well, she's important. from the WA and she's given advice for parents on how to protect their kids. Right. And it's kind of an icky one because I think we've all done stuff in the past where you're like, oh, wait, I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. And you try to put that aside. But mm. when it comes to your child's safety, you've got to listen. These are our three rules on how to protect our kids. Number one is blindly trust anyone. This includes your parents, grandparents, partners, friends, uh, friends, husbands, partners, cousins, other children. This is everyone. After the thousands of kids I've spoken to, the, the number of people I have heard from, our children's safety is our responsibility to look after them and we can't just trust anyone. Even if nothing happened to you with that person as a child, unfortunately it doesn't necessarily mean it won't happen to your child. Mm-hmm. And the other one is talking about sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Number two is sleepovers. Again, uh, children are vulnerable. They don't always have the language or the skills or the confidence to help themselves when or to to get help if something happens. So sleepovers, um, unfortunately, again, uh, have were one of the number one things that I saw people and other children getting abused. So definitely sleepovers are a no-no until children get older. She doesn't actually say an age, though, as well. It is funny, though, isn't it, when you, you know when your kid asks for a sleepover or I've had my kids ask for a sleepover mm-hmm. and you're trying to explain to the child, which I th- the parent, which I think you have to, is like where they're going to be sleeping mm-hmm. as well, like what time yeah. they're going to go to bed. She's mm. saying make sure they've got like, you know, what the access is yep. to internet and everything. See, well, we even had, Xander had some friends sleep over uh, on the weekend just gone for his birthday and 
I, f- I always feel very uncomfortable around shower time. Mm. Like, because, you know, like they, there was two boys, obviously. Yeah. Mm. And I made sure they had towels and everything like that. But then one of them was calling out, asking a question. So I sent one of the other kids. I was like, oh, you go in and see what, what he needs. Because yeah. I f- figure anything could be misconstrued around that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's important mm-hmm. to make sure there's a... Mm. Well, it's important to make sure that they're safe Correct. and that they feel comfortable as well, mm. I think, is the number one. What's your rules around s- sleepover? Well, it's going to go the other way because, they're, they're, yes, you have to be careful, but if I, I've had Rory's friend come over for a sleepover when it was just me at home and Kat's been on a cruise, um, and I even said to the mum, are you comfortable with this? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I trust you because you know, we've hung out and she's yeah. got to know me and there is trust there, so... I don't know. I mean, you can find. Do you have the trust. more people sleep over than Rory goes to sleepovers? Oh, like, because no, she sleeps over at adult houses when cats away. Cats away. Yeah. But what about for friends? No, she goes to some uh, friends' houses as well. Yeah. yeah. What do you normally ask? Um, what time you want me to pick her up? <laughs> 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 you know, there is also that because we all. I mean, the, they're the, people you trust. Yeah. That's why you've asked them. Yeah. But again, that's. I guess that's her point. It is always people that you trust. That's what you she's know? saying. That's yeah. what she's saying. So it is a tricky one. And the last one is access to the internet. Mm. Number three is allowing your child unrestricted, unsupervised access to the internet. There's so many things. We know this, yet we use it as a babysitting device. Mm. And in my experience, I saw children who were um, given unrestricted access as as young children. Uh, They were exposed to pornography. They were groomed online. Not to mention they're seeing inappropriate content, which actually impacts their mental health and impacts their future learning. It impacts potential for abusing other children. I'm not saying don't give them access. I'm saying restrict it. See, my friend's a child psychologist and she's always told us that. So we will never allow the children to go and watch the internet. Like, they were never allowed to watch it in their bedroom and they're never allowed to watch it with headphones. Mm -hmm. Headphones are a big no-no and also watching it by themselves. Mm. Because you know how many times you overhear and you go, what was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, they only saw no. just that time. Mm. When they turn it down, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no internet, no sleepovers, no family. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This has been annoying me for a few months and I can't work it out mm. because we had to get a new fridge because our fridge broke down just after warranty. Of course. Yeah. Of that's course, what, that's of how course. they design them. They don't make fridges like they used to, is what mm. my dad said. And he's right. Mm. Tell you what, I had mine for 15 years. We know, Dad, it stunk. I got it as a wedding present. Mm. Still got it now. It works. Calvinators just keep going. As they used to. Uh, but this way, yeah, so breakdown, we had to get a new fridge, and it was really restrictive of what fridge we could get because we've worked out that Scotty, we bought the fridge, and then Scott renovated the house. So he's built the cavity around the fridge. So mm. there's only certain requirements like measurements we can get, mm. which restricts us. Oh, so he mm. didn't say what is the most common size fridge. He <laughs> measured your, your fridge, fridge that you owned yep. and built it that way. Mm. He's a carpenter. <laughs> like when you see yeah. people putting Ridiculous. Absolutely. It's, oh, mate, don't, you should message her about it because it's been annoying me so much. I'm like, Did he measure your so... car for the carport? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. people build alcoves for their TV and then I go, well, now you can never get a bigger TV. Yep. That's the size of your TV right. now. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so he, he's done that, so it's very restricted. And I was sort of going, do I go for this one, which is a bit more expensive? We get the cheap one. Went with the cheap one. I hate it. Right. I hate it so much. It's broken down already. Oh. Regardless of that, the one thing that's really annoying me is the eggs. You know how they come with the little um, tray that you can put the eggs in, like a little little hole. It's got a little round hole when you put it in there. Yeah. Mm. So when you go and buy mm. a dozen eggs, mm. there's how many eggs? Yeah, a dozen would be twelve. Twelve. Around about. 
But then I've got two left over. It's only 10. Oh. Only 10 holes. Only 10 holes. I'm like, but there's a dozen. And I'm trying to work out, and if anyone knows 13, 10, 60, what country does 10? Because I was looking online, I couldn't find a country that does Maybe ten. they just assume you can't get re- weight to crack into them. So you, you cook two, and then you put the rest in the fridge. No. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> no, stab. Because when I come home no, from the shopping... No. Mm. The first I thing don't... you want to do is have an omelette. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to help. I don't know. That is weird. That's annoying. It's really it, weird. It'd so be then... like making a bread bin that wouldn't fit a loaf in. Yeah. Mm, so then every time I get it, I have to put two just rolling around in there mm. until we cook them. And we do cook them quite often. But a dozen is a dozen worldwide, right? Isn't it? Or is that... That's... Yeah, a dozen is a dozen. That's what I'm saying. It's, so it's a dozen's a always... thing. It's always 12. Unless yes. you've got a baker's dozen. That's a, that's which a is phrase. Somebody... It's a it's 13. Yeah. Someone yeah. wants to cook straight away. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... But but maybe what you're saying, and if anyone can help on this, thirteen ten sixty, is Australia the only country in the world that has eggs in twelve lot in in a dozen lot? Maybe yeah, every other country is very, ten and less. It's a good question though. Anyway, why is it twelve? Like who decided that twelve is the perfect amount of eggs? I think because in Australia we love to just say dozen. You say grab us a dozen this. But grab then who us a dozen started that. a dozen? Yeah. We, that's what I'm trying to work out. Is a dozen not exist over in UK? No. Do they does. say get us ten yeah. eggs? <laughs> grab, grab us half a dozen of those, will you? Mm. Let's because I, look, I've got to be honest, sometimes we go 18. Right. Which obviously messes us up, but mm-hmm. we're aware of that. That's mm. our, like we buy the card it's and that's 18. Fault. That's our fault. Mm. So then we'll have an extra six and we'll put that in the card yeah. and in the fridge. Mm. But the two is annoying me and I can't work out what country is doing it. It's like, like um, KFC, they've got that dinner for two and it's got five pieces of chicken. You're, like, you're just starting an argument. Yeah, you're presuming that one yeah. wants to eat more than the other. Exactly. And we like to do even Stevens in our house. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other two eggs are for the neighbour you don't like. You egg their house. Oh. Maybe they just assume that you'll break two on the way home. That is true. No, That's true. You check know, it's your like... eggs before you buy them, Scott. Well, I always say I do, but I never do. You know, you're like, Ugh. I've I've on occasion accidentally bought um, caged ones. Oh, do you feel ashamed? I do when I get home and Cat and Rory yell at me for the poor, poor chickens I've injured, yeah. But not before. And then I make them roast chicken and think, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I, always find, I always find that strange too, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, Anna. Anya. 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 Anya in Toowoomba. Yes. Where, Hi, how are you guys? Good. Where, where in the world do they do 10 eggs? Germany. 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 There you go. The Germans. Is it a German fridge? Is it highly efficient? <laughs> it mustn't be because it's breaking down. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Germany. Okay. Okay. So Germany do ten eggs, not twelve eggs. Greg's on. You think you know what what the go is with this fridge? Uh yeah. So um, well, I've worked out because I've got chickens. So if you have a carton of eggs, you don't look in the carton before you go shopping. Mm-hmm. And so when you have say seven left over. You don't look in there, so you presume you have a dozen. Whereas once you use two or three, yeah. you are meant to take them out, put them in there so you can see them, and then that way you go, okay, I have three left, I go and buy more because they're visible. So oh. That's the premise behind why there's a tray with only oh. 10 or 8 in there. It's actually so that you, because Australians are lazy, so we don't actually look in <laughs> the carton, because I never do. Right. And so when you've got two left, it's, it's about shopping list. That's what it's for. Oh. Right. So it's about thinking, well, I know that's only a tray of 10. If half of that, there's not many left. I'm, I need to pop down the shop. Yeah. So it's about, yeah. So it's almost, oh, yeah, I can make a mental note because I can promise you that if I see a carton in the fridge, yeah. I presume I've got a full carton. Whereas right. if you can see them on the, in the door or wherever the tray is, mm. oh, I've got three left. I need to buy a carton of eggs. And so that's the premise behind why there's only 10 
Okay, fair enough. Could you not just buy six at a time? No. No, stupid idiot. Well, the kids will go through three a morning. Right. Yeah. So you want me to go to the shop? I only go to the shops once a week, remember? Mm. Jeanette. Once a week shopper. It's a European thing, yeah? Hi. Yes, I think it is. I'm piggybacking off the last caller who said something about Germany. Mm. So I'm European and we all go overseas every few years and I'm starting to really understand the differences. So they don't actually put things in the freeze in the fridge mm. like we do. Mm. So my mother in law will cook a meal and leave it on the bench because yeah. it's so cold there. Mm. Everything is small. They don't have twelve packet eggs. Their fridges are like bar fridges yeah, that's and that's true. all they need. Right, okay. So yeah, it's a size so it's a smaller thing. Mm. thing. Mm. So they're like Australians, so, you- so piggy. Yeah. Let's reduce their <laughs> eggs. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one oh five. You know uh, the author that we love, Maggie Dent? Yeah. She's written a few books about raising kids and we always chat to her and she posted something and I was like, oh my gosh, this happened to my dad. She posted a photo of her in hospital, which isn't like amazing, but saying that um, she ended up in the emergency department after she's diagnosed with a flutter and a heart Mm. and her rate went from normal resting rate to 145, Mm. which I guess is a little bit high. It's very high. And she, she went there and they did some tests and they found something, but she said that it's all owing to her Fitbit. Huh? She got a Fitbit as a gift and yeah. she said that she was only doing it for getting her steps, but it was also monitoring her heart rate. She said without that, she'd have no idea what it was and mm. wouldn't go to the hospital. And I don't know if we'll get anyone else that is, maybe if there's nurses, if we have a heart surgeon listening. I just thought they'd be busy, so mm. they might not listen. Nah, surgery doesn't kick off another couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I need my coffee first. <laughs> You always think that surgeons just work glam hours until you're in hospital yourself and they do the rounds at seven and you're like, oh, you guys do work early. Yeah. And then you don't see people till later. But I want to know, or maybe you've been a patient, have you been diagnosed with something or you've gone there because it was picked up in your, on your Fitbit? Mm. Or like maybe any, has there been any sort of technology or something that sort of saved you? Well, like a pacemaker. (laughs) <laughs> Outside of what has right, been medically right, right, What else would yeah. they be? Well, I don't That's why I'm asking the people You what? know me I'm a, I am avoid doctors I'm a mm-hmm. You know Hear no see no speak no I took you to the doctors Because your heart rate was high mm-hmm. a bit. Yes you did Yeah mm-hmm. My dad has So got... you're the technology That saved my life <laughs> <laughs> I am the robot <laughs> Yeah because dad's got to get A bypass surgery mm. Yeah And I was like You can get a Fitbit And he went and asked the doctor And the doctor's like People are wearing them now As a tool. Mm, There's right. that and cheating. Remember people have been finding yeah. them. Why is your heart fluttering at 2.30 in the morning when you're supposed to be they sleep they, they, on a business trip. They came, they've come up with a um, fall detection technology too. If it, if it senses a contact um, it'll call emergency services for you. There's actually old people airbags too. Mm. So they wear like a little backpack, like a jumper type thing. And so as it feels... No, Matthew. Hand on heart. I'm not wearing a backpack when I get older as a... I'm wearing wearing one one now. (laughs) (laughs) So if it feels, it senses you falling. Yeah. It it realises and it goes... (laughs) And like an airbag goes right around your whole body and you land on it like a big giant pillow. The best part is... Where have you seen this? Is this TikTok? I've seen the helmet ones. On the internet. Yeah, the TikTok. I've seen the helmet ones where you wear it around your neck. You don't have... So your head's um, uh, exposed and if you fall, it... Well, that's actually pretty good for people that might be... Epileptic, yeah, yeah, yeah. or have seizures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just never seen it in action. Yeah, well, these this is designed for um, 
for old people. But the best part is it's like someone in their 20s who's designed it, so they're, mm. they're showing it to people and watching them fall over on purpose. Yeah. It's like bungee jumping. It's hard to make. Oh, that's uh-huh. a trust fall, yeah. isn't it? That's a trust fall. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, is it going to work? I, mean, I designed it and I know mm, it works. But yeah. still. I want to get one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think if you fall over. Well, I think I honestly think it would be great for if you do have yeah. a play. But you is have it on to your back? Shoulder surgery. Well, I think it's sort of, or maybe it's even on your belt. It's to mainly protect like your their hips. Hips. Because you know how hips always go. Mm. Um. I'll, well, while we're playing the song, I'll get it up. We'll chuck it on our Instagram as well. They look handy. What if you like hit the ground, bounce back up? You'd be like one of those, you, you know, those old punching bags that are yeah, inflatable, yeah, yeah. and you punch them <laughs> and they never fall over. You'd be like one of those right, things. Yeah, that's. Imagine that in a mosh pit, like, nah, everyone's touching me. No. Foom, bang! Woo. So I say, there's many uses <laughs> for that. There are. Personal space on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Christy in Alexandra Hills has a Fitbit saved your life. Hi, how are you going? Good. Well, it actually wasn't me, it was my grandma. This only happened like last week. So she was, at the, she was actually at the doctor's at the time for a checkup, and she's saying to her doctor, her Apple Watch is playing up. It must be broken. Like, her heart rate was up in the 200s. Whoa. Yeah, and she's like, and like they thought she, she should be, you know, she shouldn't even be here today. He goes, how are you standing? You should have had a stroke. Wow. Two days later, she's got a pacemaker. Wow. Unreal. Like, this is literally like a week ago. Like, I can't believe it. Like, unreal. Like, yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, my, there's something wrong with my Apple Watch. It's broken. Why well, happens <laughs> at my heart rate? It's not, it's <laughs> not your Fitbit. It's your heart that's broken. Wow. Because she's, like, oh, she's, she's hopeless with technology. She's yeah. like, there's something wrong with it. She's like, no, you need to go to the hospital. How are you even, like, standing in this room? Like, wow. just unreal. So we're lucky that she's still around, to be honest. So it's definitely saved a life. Right. Crazy. And to tell the doctor, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, to go, For, hey, just so you know, my heart rate, that's silly, yeah. isn't it? Look at that. It's broken. Mm. I mean, she's doing pretty well if she can use a... Apple Watch. That's I'm true. impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Alison in the ring bar, your grandma has had a remarkable thing discovered. What happened? Yeah, so it's actually my friend's grandma, and she got called over by the police to just do a breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. And essentially, she couldn't take a breath and breathe into the breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. And they had to take her back to the station. And obviously, she hadn't been drinking. Um, but she just couldn't take a big enough breath to actually breathe. Mm into the breathalyzer and then ended up finding out that she had this big lung disease. So if she hadn't had the breathalyzer, wow. she wouldn't have known wow. that she had a problem. Because if you can't breathe in it, they, it's automatic to take yeah, you back take to the station, back. isn't it? But yeah. it is a long breath. It is, yeah, isn't it? Super it is. Long. Yeah. Keep going, That's keep right. going, keep going, yeah. keep going. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I reckon he's going to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've That's got those people that they're like, so you're not actually breathing into it, we yeah. can tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. And what, what are a whole lot of events to line up as well mm. to get pulled over yeah. for the breathalyzer? Wow. Um, Beck, good morning. Hi, Hello. Beck. Hey, Beck. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, my partner and I ride motorbikes and, um, we have headsets. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello? Yeah, no, we got we you. We're listening. We're just really quiet. Um, and, uh, so we can talk to each other. I was 34 weeks pregnant, so I was at home at the time and, um, he had a motorcycle accident and he was over the mountains and, um, was able to call me and say, hey, I've had the accident literally two minutes after it happened. He was still on the ground when he called me. Wow. Um, yeah, and I'm a nurse, so I was like, the ambulance aren't going to get to you. So I drove to him mm. and picked him up. Um, 
and took him to the hospital. Wow. Did he call you he, on your headset as well? Like, did you have to put your helmet on to chat to him or did it work? Oh. No, he was able to go straight to my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But there the headsets are, are pretty cool. Things. Yeah. Do if you we, have one when you go mountain bike riding, mate? No. No, but we, we do – my mate's got a sensor because he rides on his own sometimes mm. and that if you – hit the ground, so if you hit mm. the ground as well, it's got a sensor in his helmet that will text his wife to say he's wow. had an impact, so she can ring wow. him if he doesn't oh. answer like she this thing. Or then does it do help. a location? It'll ping a location, yeah, do a yeah. pin drop. Because you, you remember when I had it on the scooter and sometimes I'd call you and you're like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm riding my bike. And, and I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. And you're like, no, it's a headset, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, headset. headset. <laughs> you're, like, and you're like, yeah, I'm on my motorbike. I'm on my motorbike. He's playing Call of Duty at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Amazing dish. What you got cooking? I do uh, the majority of the uh, cooking at iHouse. The dinner cooking is uh, my job. It's uh, one that I have elected to do. Uh, I like cooking. I was going to be a chef for a little bit. And then every chef that I met when we'd do school excursions from catering to kitchens would pull me aside and say, don't do it. <laughs> awful help mm. me literally yeah until you get to sous chef the, the tippity topties um then it's just it's the nightmare and you're just doing dishes and you're Is also sous chef the top one no there's one above that uh, oh, but I, I, was, I wasn't going to go that high <laughs> right okay uh, yeah and, it's um, a stressful job it is you're also yeah. working every t- all the time that everyone else is out you know that's when the popular hospitality times are the times when you'd want to be at a pub unless you can get to ramsey mm. sort of status where you, then you, you're just raking and other people do it well, no, I mean, being a big celebrity, mm. Jamie Oliver, like, mm. isn't he one of the richest men in the world? Like, he's, worth, he's worth, no. like, he's worth, mm. like, a billion or something, isn't he? I don't know. Well, if he's Jamie worth a billion, he could have saved his restaurant that went under. Elon but, Musk is 196 billion. But he doesn't of, cook. Uh, last week. I said mm. one of, not yeah. me. <laughs> mm. I just want to tell you, we, we yeah. actually talked about this last night, so. Right. The okay, boys right. looked it up on yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, no, sorry, 200 million Jamie Oliver's worth. Yeah. Right. The other's a billion. Right. Mm. Yeah. Still, not to be sneezed at. Yeah. Uh, but I was cooking dinner last night and I was cooking, um, I went a bit I went a bit easy this time. I was in a bit of a rush. I just got a bachelor's handbag, got a barbecue chicken, mm-hmm. uh, got a barbecue chicken and I made a salad. That's what chefs do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I made a salad, but I like to zhuzh up my salads. And so uh, there was a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, bacon bits. Fantastic. Uh, some salad toppers, uh, some um, seeds and whatnot. And then some um, jalapeno chilies because me and my wife like a bit of spice. Uh, not on Rory's salad, made her separately, but you like a little bit of spice too. You can go, you can you can hack a habit, um, yeah. jalapeno, can't you? Don't mind a little, yeah, mm. it's nice. And we were eating the salad, and about two mouthfuls in, we're like, poof, it's got a bit of a kick to it, doesn't it? Poof, ah, that's, ooh, and the cat's like, what'd you, what'd you put in? I said, just the usual, just some, just just the some, usual yeah, just some yeah. usual jalapenos. In a jar? In it from a jar, yeah. Yeah, I don't grow my own. Um, well, no, you can... No. Yeah. yeah. It's that's just it. you use fresh herbs and that's from a tube. So I just need to <laughs> ask, okay? I know you're a top chef. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes when I say um, to you, you're like, I made this from scratch. And I go, did you make the pasta? And you say, no. I said, did you make the, the sauce? Pasta. And you say, no. But I added in some. pasta from scratch. Okay. I'm quite often scratching do. when I'm cooking. <laughs> so good to know. Yeah. I'll remember that. That's nice. Um, and and we, we struggled through because I don't know if you're like with heat, you're like, well, I, I can take it. We can, we can do this. We can, you know, yeah. it's, it's not that hot. Yeah. I like my I like my curry Indian hot, please. And then Ugh. I take off my shirt because yep. it gets a bit hot and I'm there sweating, was. but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it was a bit of sweating. <laughs> get some milk. <laughs> get, some, get some milk. Uh, ended up, I, I finished mine because uh, I, I just was like, I'm going to do this. Um, Kat 
had to finish. I had to stop and left about half of it there. And then we looked at the jar um, of the uh, chilies that I bought, and I had accidentally bought habanero uh, instead of jalapeno. And I googled it after. Jalapenos have four thousand to eight hundred, eight thousand five hundred Scoville heat units. That's a measurement of chili. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, habaneros have one hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> so just a little bit, a little bit spicier. My defense didn't work either when I said, well, easy mistake to make. They both start with a H. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the eating. It's the next day that's the issue for me. Oh. Now, now, like, today is going to be. And you were saying your I stomach just say? before I was just sore. said my stomach was a bit dicky. I don't know why. Dicky. This sounds yeah. weird. But yeah. mine never goes through. No? Is that a weird thing? I wish I had your stomach. But then mm. what happens in my stomach that's different than yours? Because, like, you know people go, oh, the next day. I'm next like, day. Yeah, the next day I've never. You don't so much wipe you, you as dab. Sting, mm. Yeah. Ever, ever. Do you, but how spicy do you have it? You, well, you like a bit of heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, like, if we have, like, a vindaloo, mm. and we like to go to, we're like, we'll have it your hot vindaloo, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all do that, yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Maybe it's storing it up for a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. News from around the world. My cultured friends over there. You guys just know so many different languages, don't you? I have studied abroad or two. Yes. Scottish and Australian. Well, yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Bilingual. (laughs) Uh, So this is how the game starts. We're going to play a news grab. Mm. You guys have to pick what is the language and what is the story about. So well read. Are you ready for your first one, gentlemen? Yes, we are. David Guetta, pourquoi Eh bien parce qu'il entre à son tour dans le bouillonnant débat sur l'intelligence artificielle, notamment sa place, le rappeur Eminem, ou plutôt... That's French. And it's about David, David Guetta. And I believe he had a birthday. Oh, there you go. I think. Really? Every year? <laughs> no, like, a re- like he turned... A big one. A big one, like Got it was it. a milestone 50. birthday. Mm. And he had a party. That man likes to party. He does. Mm. Remember he always dances when he's doing it, and in the film clip they said, David Guetta, do you mind dancing a little less? Yeah. <laughs> Just Did he a turn- little bit. He turned 50? I think was that's it enough, his 50th French birthday? David Guetta birthday. I think so. Mm. Locking it in, guys? Locking yeah, it in? Yeah, let's do it. Mm. No birthday, uh, but yes, it is Death. French, and yes, it is about David Guetta, That's who a, is a... F- what? That's got to be enough, doesn't it? Nah, we've got to say what the story is about. What do you mean? About. It's about David Guetta. Yeah, but that's, that's easy that's when you hit with the first part is David, David Guetta. Guetta. No, 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 it's right. not. Hey, aren't we on the same team? No, I know, I know, you don't but... want to cheat. You want to have a legitimate win. That's Says where you, you get the... Sat- I don't want to be Bradbury. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, he's still successful. I want to be Bolt. His beer's nice. All right, uh, no, it is about David Guetta, but he's recreated Eminem's voice using AI, and he believes that AI mm-hmm. is the future. Now, here's the thing. I've, I'm very surprised you chose Eminem because I would have chosen someone who had passed away oh, yeah. as opposed to him. But he's saying, guys, because some people are very happy with it, some people are very annoyed, and mm. he's like, AI is the future of music, all right? Okay. Just accept it. This is a little bit of the audio. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, deep, deep fake voice. Very but then scary. you're going to be able to go to concerts of people that have passed away. Yeah. But that, see, then it becomes an issue of you don't know if they would want to do that. But, mm, <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> It's a banger, babe. It's a banger, babe. This is the future rave sound. All right, next one. Der Elektroautopionier Tesla und sein Chef Elon Musk sehen sich einer Sammelklage von Aktionären ausgesetzt, in der bei einem Bundesgericht in San Francisco eingereichten Klage der Autopilotfunktion vor. 
All right. Elon Musk did something in San Francisco. Yep. And San Francisco is Silicon Valley, Valley yep. where Twitter and everything is. So it's obviously got something to do with Twitter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sacked more people. It's not a second rampage. He did that a while ago. He mm. charged people. I reckon it's about him losing all of his, losing like billions of dollars. And he, Tesla is in, like, could be on the edge because he, mm. I think he leveraged Over. Tesla for Twitter. Mm. And because he's done so poorly so far with Twitter, he could he lose that, Tesla. He and German. Do you know he really didn't leverage so much? Mm. He had all these other people invest. People are all like, oh my God, he's invested so much in Twitter. He had like all these people going yeah. on with him. Mm. Yeah. Smart but I, businessman. Mm. So no, I take that back then. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, he did invest a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying like he did half and then someone else did mm. another half. It was like, meh, okay. Mm. When you got rich buddies like that. I know. My friends, I can't even get them to shout around. No. Uh, language. German. Yep, Germany is correct. It is German and it is about Elon Musk, but it's to Ding. do with the Tesla shareholders are suing um, him because he's he's got so many lawsuits that go against him, mm. uh, but saying that they are accusing him of having made false statements about Tesla's autopilot, autopilot function. Uh, but then again, he talks in the future. Okay, right. like he's saying it's, you know, it's here. It's mm. like, ooh. Right. Yeah. It is creepy. My father-in-law's got a Tesla. And has he got the autopilot? Is yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But you do have to have your hands near the steering wheel. Otherwise it beeps at you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a certain recall campaigns for some of them. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we Last go. one. Here we go. Paris wil graag ook nog een dochter. Daarom is ze nu al gelijk begonnen aan een nieuw IVF-traject. Ze heeft al 20 embryo's ingevroren, maar doet dit nu opnieuw omdat deze embryo's alleen maar jongetjes zijn. Who famous froze their embryos this week? Oh, we were talking about it in the meeting. Mm. Five o'clock meeting. Yes, we were. Where I Paris am. Hilton. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Paris and Hilton. And it says Paris Hilton in there. Did yeah. it? I didn't yeah. see I didn't yeah. hear that. And yeah. I have no didn't idea what language it is. I think of those movies. I'm there physically, but just not spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, she froze her embryos mm. and is looking for another surrogate. And she's going to get those embryos to make a girl because she's got a boy because you can do that in America. Yes, but what's the language? I know we're right on that. Well, yeah, she she has to go back to the doctor and do another round because all her embryos are male and she wants to have yes. a female. But yeah, through the surrogate and the languages. Language, Matthew. Paris wil graag ook nog een dochter. Daarom is ze nu al gelijk begonnen aan een nieuw IVF trek. What's my motto? Dutch. If in doubt, go Dutch. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, we're going to play that tomorrow, guys. It'll be the 2nd of March, a Thursday. Here are three answers. Your letter is F, and some of the answers are floss, fabulous, and foul. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B. 105. Your day was made better by Stav, Abby and Matt. Now search dog parks to find out how Brisbane City Council is making Brisbane better too.